Hello, and welcome to the RCC Weekly Sermon Podcast. Be sure to watch our services online each Sunday at 10 a.m. and 5 p.m. by visiting remembrancecommunity.org forward slash livestream. I hope you enjoy today's message. Well, greetings. My name is Pastor Kenny, and I am excited to start a new series this week called Kingdom Stewardship. If you want to grab your Bibles and turn to 1 Peter chapter 4, that's where we'll be. And I've been thinking about this topic a great deal during this COVID season because I think kingdom stewardship is foundational if we want to be people who have a vibrant faith and a deep sense of purpose and are making a positive kingdom impact in our world. And kingdom stewardship is both a perspective on life and an approach to life, how we view life and how we live our life. <clears throat> so what is kingdom stewardship? A couple of weeks ago, I had the honor of being invited to a young man's rite of passage. His father invited some godly men and we came together and he wanted us to share some wisdom as he entered adulthood. And honestly, I had a, a, a totally different thing in mind to share with him. But in that moment, I just felt that the Holy Spirit was, was telling me to, to, to speak to this young man about kingdom stewardship, viewing his life differently than the world does and approaching his life differently than so many mistakenly do. And I looked in his eyes after sharing that with him, and I could just tell he had heard the word before, but he really didn't understand what it meant. And so I, this story came to mind, and I want to I share it with you too. It's a story of a rich, wealthy man who, who was very generous and did a lot of good in his community um, throughout his life. And then when he passed away, unfortunately, he didn't have anyone, no family um, to, to give his inheritance to. But he had a plan, he was very intentional, and he met with a lawyer, and after he passed away, the lawyer um, invited in three of the man's close workers to his office, and he shared this plan, this man's will, and, he, 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 and essentially he gave each of them $100,000 with only this advice, use this money wisely. And it was, it was his full-time maid, his full-time cook, his full-time gardener. And so the, the, the full-time maid took this and, and, and immediately made a plan to take 20% of it and create this after-school program for the poorer kids in the community. And then the cook, the cook thought about it and decided to take 40% of this money and he began a, a, a feeding program for some of the homeless and the, and, and the needy in the community. And the gardener was super excited about this $100,000 and started dreaming about all these things. And he went out and he bought a boat and he bought a motorcycle and a bunch of other toys. Well, six months went by and the lawyer invited all three back into his office. And he asked, what did you do with the money? Well, long story short, the, the, the maid, he gave 20% of the entire estate to her. 
And then the cook, he gave 40% of the entire rest of his estate. And to the gardener, he gave a high five and said, enjoy those toys. You're welcome. And see, the point is not that it's bad to have a boat or a motorcycle or toys. The point is that this rich man wanted to leave his money with those who would use it for good and carry on his legacy. And this is stewardship. It's using what's been given to you for, for, for the purpose of the one who gave it. It's taking care of or managing somebody else's stuff that they've given to you. This is kingdom stewardship. Charles Bug uh, defines stewardship in the Holman Bible Dictionary, my, one of my favorite resources, as utilizing and managing all resources that God provides for the glory of God and the betterment of his creation. And this is a deeply biblical topic. As we're going to see over the next five weeks, we're going to just scratch the surface of, of so much wisdom in the scriptures. But today in 1 Peter chapter 4, I want to learn from this apostle that followed Jesus for three years and then really took this idea to heart. So let's open up our Bibles, 1 Peter 4, and we're going to look at verses 7 through 11 together. Peter says in the word, he says, The end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert and sober-minded for prayer. Above all, maintain constant love for one another, since love covers a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without complaining. Just as each one has received a gift, use it to serve others as good stewards of the varied grace of God. And if anyone speaks, let it be as one who speaks God's words. If anyone serves, let it be from the strength God provides, so that God may be glorified through Jesus Christ in everything. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. And so Peter teaches us at least three key things about being kingdom stewards. And here they are, and then we'll look at them in a little bit more detail. Make each day count. We need to make each day count. And then he says, let love be your driving virtue. Let love be your driving virtue. And then do all for the glory of God. Make each day count. You might want to think of time as a precious commodity. You only have so much of it, and how you use it matters. Traditionally, in the church, we, we, we think about stewardship. We think about our time, our treasure, and our talents. Are you a faithful steward with your time? Maybe, maybe you want to look at, at, at your calendar over the last few months, how much of your time have you spent using it for the kingdom of God? Are you faithful steward with your resources, with what you have, your treasures? Are you leveraging these things for the health and advancement of God's kingdom? Jeremy Treat, 
great pastor from uh, Reality LA. He wrote a book on the kingdom of God. And in there, he defines the kingdom of God in, in, I think, the best way I've ever heard. He says, the kingdom of God is God's authority through God's people in all of God's places. So it might help to think of authority as your ability to affect change. If authority is your ability to affect change, what is God's authority? God's ability to affect change. This, of course, is limitless. God has no limit in his ability to impact or affect change. God's authority through God's people. That means God has literally given us his authority on earth, which is limitless. And kingdom stewardship is God's people being faithful with that authority, with that ability to affect change. And a big part of that is how we invest our time, our treasure, and our talents. God's authority through God's people in all of God's places. And that means everywhere we go, we bring the kingdom with us. And so let's think through each of these a little bit more, time, treasure, and talents. Like I said, if we were to take a serious look at our calendars, how much time did you invest in the kingdom of God? And I hope it wasn't just at church events. That's not, that's not the scope of, of, of kingdom work, not just church events. I hope you did invest in, in and through the church. But what about at work? Are you doing kingdom work at your job, in your neighborhood? Are you bringing the kingdom to your neighborhood? Where you shop, where you hang out, at school, at family events, or wherever you go, you bring the kingdom with you. Are you stewarding your time? Your treasure is everything you have available for God to use. I, I remember this dear sister named Kathy, and she was on my youth ministry team a long time ago when I was a youth pastor. And she was single and had a really good job, <clears throat> and she had just bought a new car. And we were taking our small youth group to summer camp. Now, our youth group was, was big enough to be fun, but it was, it was too small to justify um, renting a bus. And so when we went to camp, we had to drive the kids up there. And so as a youth pastor, my job was to, to find enough cars to, to, to take all these kids. And it got really close to the time when we were supposed to go, and we had enough cars minus one. And Kathy came to me one day just crying, saying, I felt initially like God was, was asking me to, to give my new car, to drive up. But I've been reluctant. It's my first new car. It's, it's scary. But she, with tears, she said, I'm, I'm joyfully volunteering to take these kids up in my new car. And I wish I could tell you that it went great. But on the way up there, one of the kids was messing around and spilled fruit punch all over the carpet. Well, I remember, I wasn't sure how Kathy was going to respond. She had this huge smile on her face. 
and I offered to pay to, to get it cleaned. And she said, nope, I'm keeping that stain as a trophy to remind me that everything I has, have is the Lord's. I'm thankful that that kid feels loved and, and, and even was, was, was able to spill fruit punch on my carpet without getting yelled at. See, this is a woman who's embraced kingdom stewardship. And I'm sure you're getting the picture <clears throat> and, you, and you can think through how God might want to use you, your stuff, your time, your unique personality, your skills, your authority, influence, whatever you have that you can affect change, your privilege. Time, treasure, and talents are all commodities. We only have so much, and what we do with it matters. And stewardship is a perspective that everything is the Lord's and he's given it to us. And it's an approach to life that we would leverage all that we have for the kingdom. And the second thing we learn is that we need to make love the key virtue. What does that mean? Specifically, Peter says something interesting in this passage. He says, love covers a multitude of sins. That sounds cool. What does that mean? Love covers a multitude of sins. One of, one of my favorite authors, Tim Challies, he, he says that when someone sins, the first thing that we need to decide is if it's best to lovingly overlook it or lovingly address it. See, love covers a, multiple, a, a, a multitude of sins doesn't mean that we just overlook every offense or every sin. Sometimes it is loving to overlook it, and sometimes it's loving to address it. Now, if you're easily offended, like I can be sometimes, or keeping records of wrong, that's the way Paul puts it in, in 1 Corinthians, well, that might be a check engine light that you need to steward your inner life. If you're easily angered, keeping records of wrong, you may need to steward your heart. It might be a heart issue. But there are instances when simply ignoring or overlooking an issue is not the most loving move to make. So what does it look like to, to say love uh, covers a multitude of sins? I'm sure you've heard this before. A spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. Love covers a multitude of sins. It's often said, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Because love covers a multitude of sins. Love is a stewardship issue, Peter is telling us. Because love is often the gateway to kingdom opportunity. Love is often often what opens the gateway for us to even be able to have difficult conversations with people or to, or to share what we know with them or to share the gospel message with them. So I want to say that again. Love is the gateway to kingdom opportunity. Think about this. God so loved the world 
that he sent his one and only son. Love was the key virtue. There's one story that I love in the Gospels where Jesus looks at this guy and he loved him, it says. He looked at him and he loved him. And then he had a really hard conversation with him. He said, if you want to enter the kingdom of God, you need to sell everything that you have and give it to the poor and then come follow me. That's a hard conversation. But he started with love because love covers a multitude of sins and love opens up doors for us to be able to do kingdom work. And so love is a key virtue of stewardship. As, as Christians, I think that we too often focus on being right. I want to say that again. As Christians, we too often focus on, on having the right doctrine, knowing, knowing truth from error, being right. And that's important. But tragically, we often fail to follow through with extreme love, grace, and kindness to those who are sinning, to those who are broken, to those who, who disagree with us. But love covers a multitude of sin. Would be love opens the gateway that we should not lead with being right. We should lead with being loving. And then maybe they might listen to our wisdom, to our advice, to our gospel messages. Love covers a multitude of sins. And then make God's glory the aim. That's the final part. Time is short. Use it wisely. Love covers a multitude of sins. Be loving and make God's glory the aim. In verse 10 through 11, again, Peter says this, just as each one has received a gift, use it to serve others as good stewards of the varied grace of God. If anyone speaks, let it be as one who speaks God's words. If anyone serves, let it be from the strength that God provides so that God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, in everything. As God's people, my professor often says it like this, as God's people, we want to put on display the good news of our wonderful God to a broken and decaying world. I want to say that again. As God's people, we want to put on display the good news of our wonderful God to a lost and searching world. We use all that we have to invest in God's kingdom for that purpose because we want to put, we want to put God's goodness on display, God's glory on display. And so we use all that we have to invest in God's kingdom to serve others, to speak lovingly, kindly, honestly, truthfully. And it's all from him anyways. Everything we have is from him. See, stewardship is a perspective that everything that we have is from him. Now, Peter says it like this. Use the varied 
grace of God, right? All the things that God's given you, the varied graces, the gifts, the the free gifts that he's given you. It means he gave it to you in the first place. Your job is to steward it, to use it the way he would want you to use it for the kingdom of God. So speak and serve and everything you do. He says, let it be from the strength God provides, right? That's a humble recognition. Don't miss that. That God gives you the strength to do what you do. If you have a lot of money, God gave you the ability to make a lot of money. If you have a brand new car, God gave you that new car. If you have an apartment or a house or a space, God gave you that. If you have a personality that's outgoing, God gave you that. If you have a personality that's, that's more reserved, well, you tend to have really deep, great conversations with people where I'm more extroverted. I, I meet 100 people. You meet one and make 100 times greater impact. God made you that way. Use it all. For the glory of God. Don't try to be someone else. Just be you. But be you for the glory of God as a kingdom steward. So let's take a moment to let our minds and hearts process this. What stood out to you in this time together? Maybe what convicted you? What convicted you in this message? What inspired you? What what person popped into your mind? Oh, I should reach out to them or I should do this for them. What area in your life have you not yet totally given over to God as his to do whatever he wants with it? What's one area that God might be inviting you into as a kingdom steward. Just start there, one step at a time. What's the next right thing that God is calling you into? And if you're able, write it down somewhere. Write these thoughts down somewhere. Write it down in the comments on the YouTube page. Share it with each other. It's encouraging. And as we sing, As we sing together, I just want to remind us, we we use this word worship when we talk about singing, and and worship is singing sometimes, but that's not all that worship is. Worship is literally anything that you do in response to God's love and goodness and grace in your life. When you take what you have and you use it for the kingdom of God, it's worship. It's saying, my God is worth it. My God is more worth it than whatever this is. He's worth more than this. So I gladly give it for what's worth more. But now, now, as we begin to sing, I want to just invite you to give your whole heart to God. I know that can be hard in your living room online, 
If you need to just lay down on the floor and close your eyes and listen, then do that. Or if you need to stand and sing, or just whatever it is that that looks like for you. But I want to just invite you to open up your heart and invite God in and say, God, come be with me. Come help me. Thank you for reminding me that everything I have is yours. Now help me to be a good kingdom steward this week. I want all of your authority to be used through me in all of the places where I go. I want to bring the kingdom with me. Thank you for listening to the RCC Weekly Sermon Podcast. You can find all our sermons online at remembrancecommunity.org forward slash sermons. Thank you for listening.